Scripture readings today are Leviticus 19, verses 17 and 18, and Matthew 5, verses 44 and 45. You shall not hate your brother in your heart. You shall surely rebuke the neighbors and not bear sin because of him. You shall not take vengeance nor bear any grudge against the children of your people. But you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. But I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be sons of your Father in heaven. For he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. Oh, and I just thank God today, Lord, I ask that you bless this sermon, God, that you would touch the hearts of those hearing it, and you would be, Lord, in the midst of it, and I thank you that it would touch a heart, that it would guide, and someone would make a decision, God, for you, in Jesus' name, amen. I give honor again to the board and the elders, the trustees, and all of you, the congregation. I just thank God today. Um, this is a special sermon, and it's the end of my series on courage. <laughs> and so hopefully, I, I hope you're getting something out of it. It takes courage to walk with God. It takes courage to do the things that he commands us to do. And so today, I want to talk about the courage it takes to love, but not just love. Because it's easy. I love my mom. I love my sisters. I love my family, my son and granddaughter. And But it's a little harder to love those who have hurt you. It's a little harder to love those who you know didn't mean you well, that they plotted against you or that, um, you know, they set traps for you or or just hurt you. You know, they hurt you in some way. And God is still commanding us to love them. Someone you might consider an enemy. Sounds funny when you hear enemy just on our personal level. But someone, you know, that you might feel like, no, just can't do that. Just can't, won't, will never, <laughs> will never love them. No, I will not. I, I love them for, and God's, you know, but that's not what he's asking. He truly is telling us. We, we can put on that face. Oh, yes, I love everyone. But there are some people who have hurt you, truly hurt you to your heart. And God is telling us we still even have to love them. And so that's the courage to love that I want to talk about today. And as in every one of these sermons, he has tried me and made me. He's like, if you're going to preach this sermon, you're going to walk this out. And so last year, literally just a couple days ago, last year at this time, my mother passed away. And... um there were some family members that just made it a difficult experience that it did not need to be because we were grieving the loss of our mother. And so most of the year I've been like, I really have nothing to say to them. I'm really not going to say another word to them. I have, I don't want to be bothered. It's really what I felt. And then I'm, then I started to read and, and to, to think about love and the courage it takes to love them. And what was so funny is I had said, to my sister in the kitchen a couple of days ago, I said, you know what? I'm never going to go out to lunch with her. <laughs> I'm not. She asked me to go. I said, no, that's just not something I'm going to do. And God has not commanded me to do that. I am not going. Wouldn't you know, she called me yesterday. <laughs> and I said, God, you are going to make me walk out these sermons no matter what. She called me yesterday, and I, I, I like to share this so that, you know, I like to be transparent. You know, 
I'm human and I, re- I wrestle with these issues just like we all do. The courage to love, to love someone who really hurt you. It was, un- it was so unnecessary at the time last year. And I just was like, huh, I don't want to be bothered. But she called me and we talked on the phone for hours. <laughs> And we just talked about all of our, and it was a family member. We talked about our family and our family history. And God showed me, when I'm in it, you can have the courage to love. You can have the courage to to take that step. And I'm not going to allow them to hurt you. And if they do, I got you. I'm going to I'm gonna protect you and keep you. And so we did. We talked and we had a really great conversation. And that was God just showing me, you have to have the courage. You have to have the courage to love even in an unpleasant situation, even when you know it was wrong. You, they did you wrong, right? Have you ever had, well, she did me wrong, and I don't want to be bothered. He wants us to love our enemies, or even, and I don't really like to call them enemies, but the word does say that, but he wants us to love them anyway. So this made me think of something that I recall, and I used to say it a lot. Um, I'm going to just kill them with kindness, is what I would say. But the Lord, he said, go ahead and look that up for me. And so I started to look, looking it up. And I love to move out here because I can see you guys better. And I wore flats, and so I can't hardly see over the <laughs> But anyway, the statement was, I'm going to kill him with kindness. And so I really was thinking about that. You know, and it sounds good. It's like, I'm just going to be so nice. But really, if you listen to what you're saying, you want to kill them. you really want to kill them you're so mad at what they did to you but we know God says we have to love everybody and so you're like I'm going to kill them with kindness and I know I felt it in myself when I'm saying that I'm not feeling like oh I'm just going to love them up I'm like I'm going to kill them with kindness (laughs) hope that they feel so bad at what they did to me but that is not what God is telling us to do he tells us to, to truly Love them. We have to love the courage to love those who have hurt us. And it takes courage. It takes a lot to truly love those who have hurt us. So let's read what he said, what the word says about that. In Leviticus 19, 17 through 18, it says, You shall not hate your brother in your heart. You shall surely rebuke your neighbor and not bear sin because of him. Ye shall not take vengeance, nor bear any grudge against the children of your people, but ye shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord, he said. And so he's telling us, as mad as they made you, you want to pretend you're going to give them kindness? He says, no, we have to love our neighbor, love our enemy, love those who've hurt us. And I'm not saying you be in their face, and I'm not saying you even have to, um, you know, be friends with them again, but he requires that we love them because he judges our heart. You know, we do a lot of things, but God, he judges our heart and, and any of the actions that's, you know, he tells us what we should do or not do, but he judges our heart. And so he knows that you, you were pretending to love him, but you really want to kill him. But he wants us to love our neighbors. Amen. He wants us to love our neighbors. And so, I have some examples for you, as I always do. But that's what it says in Leviticus, which was Old Testament. In the New Testament, it says, But I say to you, love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Do good to those who hate you. And pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. That's very difficult to do, wouldn't you say? 
That is so difficult. Love your enemy. That, that's just, every time I think about it, I think about yesterday. And right before that call, I was not ready to do that. <laughs> I was not. But the Spirit of God, He will anoint you to do it. He will anoint you to, to love. He will give you that courage it takes to love those who have hurt you. It says those who curse you and do, do good to those who hate you and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. And who is your neighbor? It's those people who, who've hurt you. Sometimes it's your family members. Sometimes it's a friend who was a dear friend and you had a falling out. You had a, something happened between you and you just do not want to be bothered anymore with them. But God says we have to love them. He says we have to love them. Love your, love your enemies. Love those who curse you. Have you had people say, you'll never be anything. You'll, you'll never make it. She'll never make it. You still have to love them. You still have to. And he's such a good God. He gives us the heart to do it. He gives us the courage to do it. I had someone call me. And actually, I know she loves me. But what she said was very, was like, oh my, I can't believe you said that. She called. She said, oh, I was just seeing how you were doing. She said, can I be honest with you? I didn't think you were going to make it after your mom. <laughs> and I'm like, well, God, I've been trying. I've been working hard. And, you know, but, and I truly believe she, she didn't mean anything by it. But it was hard to hear that, to think someone was thinking I wasn't going to make it, you know, to think someone was thinking negatively about my path. And, but I still love her. I still love her. And I told her, well, thank you. I said, you know what? She taught me well. I said, and so I'm here, I'm still standing, you know, and just kept, just kept on going. But you have to continue, you have to love them. No matter what people say to you, you have to love them. God has called us to love those who say crazy things to us, <laughs> to love those who treat us badly, who curse us, who curse us, who, who wish negative things on us. We have to still love them. Why? Because God, he's in our hearts and he's told us to do that. He's told us to love. That's how we, we get to heaven. He judges our heart, that we are lovers, the courage to love. So let's take a look at the example that I have for you today. And it's from um, 1 Samuel 24, 5 through 7. It says, afterward, David was conscience stricken for having cut off a corner of his robe. He said to his men, the Lord forbid that I should do such a thing to my master, the Lord's anointed, or lay my hand on him. For he is the anointed of the Lord. With these words, David sharply rebuked his men and did not allow them to attack Saul. And Saul left the cave and went on his way. So now the background of this story is um, Saul was trying to kill David. He was jealous of David and he was trying to kill him. And David and his men came up on Saul. He was in a cave and he was going to the bathroom, basically. He was in the cave and they he didn't know they were there, but they came up on him. and. David said, I can't. Although he's my enemy, God has commanded me to love him. And he would, now if it would have been the other way around, Saul would have killed David. But because he was a man of God and he trusted God, he had the courage to say, although I could take your life, Saul, I could take it. Because of the situation they were in, Saul was very vulnerable. He said, no, I can't do that. My God has commanded me to love to love and not to not to hurt him. And he said, he's, he's, he's our leader. He still is my leader. And, you know, sometimes we, we do that as well. Sometimes we attack our leaders, you know. And sometimes that happens in the church often. But also just in general, our boss or any of them, 
But when God has put some over you or put them as a, in leadership, it's good not to attack them, but especially your man or woman of God, especially your pastor. The word says, touch not my anointed and do my prophet no harm. And by that, it just means um, have the courage to love them, even if they say something that you don't like. Even if they're, they're your pastor or leader in some way and they say something you don't like, still have the courage to love them anyway and know that they're trying their best to do what God has called them to do. Just just assume that that's what they're doing in that calling. And so that's what David did. Even though he knew Saul wanted to kill him, he was like, no, 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 can't do it. I cannot lay my hands on him. I'm going to love him. That's someone who loves their enemy. He loved his enemy. <laughs> Amen. And so another example that I have for you today um, is from... Uh, it's about Abraham and Lot. And we all know the story of Abraham and Lot. Um, when God told Abraham to go to the land that he was going to give him, he took his nephew Lot with him. And you know, we always have, like I said, I had a family issue. We've all had family issues, haven't we? Where there's uh, just, ooh, there's some of those family members that just get on your nerves. <laughs> for lack of a better say, lack of a better word. But they just get on your nerves. Well, this is what kind of happened with Abraham and Lot. They went out and um, their their workers were fighting amongst themselves over the land that they were in. And so Abraham, being the man of God and had the courage to not want to hurt his nephew, he just wanted to make sure that there was peace. He had the courage to love Lot. He said to Lot, you go your way and I'm going to go my way. And and we'll um, each have, you know, what God has for us. And we don't we don't have to collide. We don't have to clash our our people don't have to clash and so that's found in genesis 13 8 through 9 and it says so abraham said to lot let's not have any quarreling between you and me or between your herds herders and mine for we are close relatives is not the whole land before you let's part company if you go to the left i'll go to the right if you go to the right I'll go to the left. And sometimes God is requiring us to be that voice, that voice of common sense. I'm not sure if Lot would have said the same thing, but Abraham, being a man of God, he chose to have the courage to love Lot in, in spite of everything that they were going through. And he said, you, you pick first, and then I'll take whatever you don't take. I'll take the land that you don't take. But what I really liked about Abraham, because if you know the story, Lot chose to go and he was right outside of Sodom and Gomorrah. And, um, and of course, we know what happened and it was destroyed. But Abraham, not only did he love Lot enough to separate in peace, he loved Lot enough, even though they had these quarrels, to go to God and say, please don't destroy this this land. Don't destroy this place because Lot's in there. And can you imagine going to God and praying for your enemy? And he's not necessarily his enemy, but for someone you've been fighting with, have you ever gone to God and asked him to bless them and not tell him to get them? You know, because <laughs> we're like, God, get them for what they said to me. <laughs> you know, you know, we've all done that. But he went to, to God and he said, bless them. Bless Lot. Please let me get him out before you destroy this land. And that to me was the courage. It was the courage to love his nephew enough to go and fight for him, not only to separate from him and give him the first choice of land, but to also go and fight for him to be free, that God would save and spare his life. 
That's the courage to love we have to do. And so I have learned in that, and that's why I was surprised, but we never, you know, we have to continue to learn. Surprised I really didn't want to meet with my um, family member. But what I have learned to do over the years is I will say to God, please allow me to be a blessing to them. Allow me to be a blessing to them so that I don't have hurt in my heart. I don't have hate in my heart. I don't want to hate anyone. And over the years, I have watched God. I have served so many people, but it was out of that. They may have hurt me, and he will allow me to be a true blessing and not just want to kill them, but to actually be a blessing to them, to show them love, to do an act of service for them, to show them love. And that takes that. It takes away the hurt for one, but it also takes away the anger that you may feel. It's a courage to love, to ask God to let you do that. Sometimes it's very hard to, to be nice to someone who's been, who's not been nice to you. It really is. But ask God in your heart, Lord, I want a pure heart. I want you to create in me a clean heart. Renew the right spirit in me, God, so that I can be a blessing to them and not carry hurt or heart or anger up towards them. So there's one more. The ultimate in loving and courage to love was Luke 22, 32 through 34. And this one was all for us. Two other men, both criminals, were also led out with him to be executed. When they came to the place called the skull, they crucified him there, along with the criminals, one on his right, the other on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. That's the ultimate in the courage to love. They were crucifying Jesus, but he knew. He loved us so much. He knew that he had to go down that road. He loved us so much that he said, even those who are crucifying me, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And you have a plan. He had, God had a plan. And that was that we all might come in, that we all might be saved, that we all might experience his love. So Jesus, he had to die, to die on the cross for us. But boy, what an act. What a courage to love, to say, forgive them. Have we ever been there where you're just like, they, they, they don't know what they're doing. They didn't realize that that was going to hurt me, you know, to just, um, to, to give, to have that courage to love and forgive, because that's the biggest part of this, is that to truly love, Maya Angelou said, to truly love, you have to forgive. You can't have it. You can't have forgiveness without love. You have to to forgive. And so that's an issue, and I know that's kind of a heavy one. Sometimes it's hard. People have really done things to hurt us. But to truly, truly forgive, you have to love. And to truly love, you have to forgive. You have to forgive them. So as I'm coming to a close, I want to encourage you all today that sometimes it is hard. Sometimes it's difficult to love in spite of all of the things and despite all of the hurts that have come your way. But I encourage you all today to have the courage to love anyway, to ask God to create in you a clean heart, to renew that right spirit within you, to bless you, to be a blessing to others. Amen. All right, let's pray this morning. Lord, we thank you. God, we give you all of the praise. We give you all of the glory, all of the honor. And Lord, we're asking today, Lord, that you would give us each the heart, God, to love, the courage to love in spite of the situation, despite the hurts, despite the, the troubles, God. But you would give us the heart to love those, God, who may have hurt us, those who have um, had bad motives towards us. 
But Lord, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you for the courage, God, not only to love, but God, the courage to listen, God, the courage to hope and the courage to trust, God. We thank you that you would be in the midst of this whole situation and we thank you for it. We ask again for your healing power, God, for those who are here in the room who are in need of healing, God, who are in need of deliverance, who are in need of comfort. We ask that you would, Lord, be in the midst of it and we thank you. We praise you. We give you, God, all of the praise, the honor, and the glory. And again, as we're closing this prayer, Lord, we pray that you would create in us a clean heart, create in us the right spirit, and we thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.